Hey guys, this is Zan on the Spark and movie review, manga review, con review, video game review. Yes, this is a very momentous occasion. This is, this is on November 30th, 2011, when I am an old man. Old. And I'm Timbo, and I'm right behind him. Yes. I will be old soon as well. Yes, old, because most of them, I am hitting my otaku expiration date. Then supposedly at the stroke of when I am born, I, which is 1040. Yeah, my old church be metamorphosized. I will die and be reborn as a crazy, cynical old man, like Daryl Surratt, <laughs> which is not very good. I don't think it's a good idea. I'm not entirely sure. But so, where are we right now? We are in New York City, yep. Manhattan, near a creepy statue. Yes, we're going to be going karaoke, and you will hear lots of ranting and raving and possible recordings of karaoke in a bit. But, anyway, so we are trying to figure out what to do before we have to go, because we have to be there at 7 o'clock on the dot, and we're one block away. So the question, should we get drinks or should we get food? I don't know. Well, is there a bar in there that we can hang out at? Yeah, but the bar is right there, and then we're going to sit in there for an hour, and it's really going to kind of... Well, can we get in there and get a drink and stuff like that? No, it's literally the bar is like the, the cash register of the place. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, there's not a lot of seats there, and they'll probably like, you get out now. You, you're not, room not ready yet. <laughs> we could find another bar to go to. We could find another bar. We could get soda. We could get soda. Yeah, I'm thinking soda. Although McDonald's is very mobbed. No, we don't go to McDonald's. We go real soda. We go to a vending a vending cart. Ah, yes. Yes, but this should be fun. This should be different. But anyway, other people are there. Just one guitar. One way down though. What's a one way ticket? Only the way it goes. So rockin'. You never gonna stop. Gotta keep on rockin'. Attention, faithful listeners, the Spyrokin Manga Review podcast contains adult language, mature situations, adaptation comparisons, 2chan slang, birthday wishes, courageous moments, Benoit tea, and... DANGER! Listener discretion is advised.
episode 140. She's alone, but you have all of us. Hello, and welcome to a very special episode of the Spark and Monger Review. It's episode 140. We've been here for so long. It's been so many months since I started this podcast. And we're still going strong. We're still pumping. We're still going hard. And today is the most wondrous of days. The most powerful of days. And why is that? Because I turned fucking 30 today. I'm an old man. And I know some of you are like, Oh my God, we're listening to a 30-year-old. We should turn this off. Well, it doesn't matter because I'm still the same person. Contrary to Daryl Surratt's theory, I just feel a little bit older. But I'm still the same guy I've been since episode one of the Spark and Mong Review. Speaking of which, if you're joining us for the first time, Spark and Side that provides information and views about kinetically enhanced narratives. Pretty much what happens is every episode, I'll talk about one or two manga, depending on if I have a co-host or just if the circumstances deal with it, like today, for example. And I'll tell you about how the art is, how the plot is, if the character is even worth talking about, and if the manga is worth buying. Now, you don't have to agree with anything I say, but I've heard I'm a little entertaining, and now with the fact that we don't have as many bookstores as we used to have, well, there's not really any way to find a manga now unless you go on Amazon, you buy it, get it in the mail, and it sucks. It's just a poor book that you spent 9 or $14 on. Now what are you going to do? This podcast is an easy way for you to filter through the crap that's out there to find stuff which is pretty enjoyable. I mean, even if you don't agree with what I say, you hear about manga, which... If I don't enjoy it, you might enjoy it. So it's worth listening to, and also I am free. I'm not like one of these podcasts which charge you a membership fee of $5 a month so you can listen to me talk. No, I do it for free because I love doing this. I've been doing this since 2008, and I'm going to still do it until I'm an old fucking bastard. I mean, I'm already 30, so that makes 40 more years of my life expectancy, theoretically. No, actually, I'm going to live to be 110. That's what I'm going to strive for, even though my diet is terrible and i have so many allergies and other medical errors but anyway this is getting boring and is all fuck so let's get it on so as for those of you who don't know you can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.sparking.com you can email us at sparking at gmail.com or you can send me birthday wishes at zan xan at sparking.com none of my co-hosts have been here today because we're all still fucking hung over from this weekend it was completely fucking insane I mean, besides the fact it was Thanksgiving weekend. So Thanksgiving was awesome. Black Friday, I didn't even go out. Even though everyone's like, you have to get that 56-inch TV for $300. I didn't want to go out because I wanted to just relax. Then Saturday, I was in the city with Hope, Timbo, Matt, and also Zorro and Zorro's wife, who's Nikki's mother. They went out. We had a great time. And we sang karaoke. And if you go to YouTube... And look under Spirekin, there is video of us singing. Gonna take a lot to drag me away from you. There's nothing that a hundred men or more could ever do. I guess it rains down in Africa. Gonna take some time to do the things we never have. Oh. Yes. Toto's Africa. There's a bunch of other recordings and other crazy shit we have, which are going to be uploaded over time, so definitely check out our Spirekin YouTube channel, because we're going to have a lot of stuff going out soon. It's just that right now the camera's kind of... But anyway, I'm getting far behind where I should be going. Far behind, because this is a very monumentous episode, because 140 episodes, we're almost at 150. Almost, well, technically we're at episode 200, if you want to count in the manga reviews, the movie reviews, and the supplemental episodes. But we're not talking about that. 
what we're talking about is we're talking about manga. Now, especially since the topic at hand from last week, because if you listen to the podcast, you are aware that we have a very unique way of deciding what I or my co-host are going to review, and that is the one, the only, the Yes, the Wheel of Manga accepts no substitutes. And what it spun for me last week was a manga which actually has a pretty interesting history behind it. And I'm going to get into that in a little bit. But there's several interpretations of it. And since I didn't write down which of the interpretations do, I decided to cover two different versions to kind of compare and contrast it. So it's a little bit different than usual, but it's still awesome. Especially since all of the different nuances that the stories give to each other, and the changes make them very different stories, even though it's the same basic premise. So, let's start with that. Now, if you remember from the last episode, I spun the Wheel of Manga, and dictated on to be reviewing Densha Otoko, or Train Man. Now, if you've been living under a rock, or you've never heard of this, I'm surprised because it was all over the internet, Densha Otoko is based on an urban myth. 2005, before the advent of 4chan, there was 2chan, which was an old-fashioned form where you didn't have your IDs. You only had your number. So if you went on your anonymous number 4856 or your anonymous 3219, whatever you were anonymous. And in one of these forums, there was one for guys who had been broken up with. They were kind of, it's called Men Bite Back. That's roughly translated. It's about guys who'd had their hearts broken and they're just bitching about their lot in life. And one day this guy, that he said, look, hey guys, I kind of betrayed you. Something happened on the train today. He tells a story about how when he was on the train, a woman became accosted by a drunk old man. And this otaku, and he admits he's an anime otaku, rose up to the occasion. And as opposed to doing a Kitty Gervais thing where he just ignored it, it doesn't exist, I just head down. He got up, stood up, and said... You're bothering her, leave her alone. Even though this man could potentially have a knife and kill him, this kid rose up to just do something heroic, to do something awesome. And he saves the day, because the drunk leaves her alone, there's a whole scuffle, and he ends up saving this girl. And the, he gives the girl his number because she requests it, because in Japan, generally people ask for numbers to, and addresses to send you mail to say thank you very much. It's a very polite society. What happens is Densha writes this, and everyone's really proud of him because they're saying, hey man, you're maybe a geek, but you gained some experience points in doing this. This was a pretty heroic thing you did. And a few days later, he gets letters from the other women who were on there who saw how heroic it was, and they say, oh, I wish my grandson was as heroic as you are. I wish my son was not a deadbeat like you were. And like I said, he's uh, otaku from Tokyo, so you'd expect him to be this little short, shrubby guy. And as he's waiting and just talking online, he gets a package from this girl. And they're like, wait, 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 she sent you a package? What was in the package? Oh, a set of teacups. Well, what do you, what do you mean teacups? It's like, they're just these teacups. They have this weird name on it. It's called Hermes or something. Now, for those who don't know, Hermes is a very prestigious company. They make very expensive handbags, very expensive dishware, and a lot of other expensive things. So the fact that this girl sent him a set of very expensive cups and everyone on the bulletin board is like, you should call her, thank her, ask her out, marry her. And he's very afraid about this, but the bulletin board is able to give him the confidence to message this girl and they end up going on a date and the bulletin board keeps helping this guy evolve to better himself and to do well 
so he can woo this girl. And eventually they do get together, and it's a very happy story. I could go over all the little things, but there are very differences. And no one really knows who the original guy who did this was, but a couple years after this story came out in the bulletin boards, someone by the name of Hitori Nakano, or in English it's translated as one of the many, so someone from the bulletin board combined the entire thread and released it as a book, and it became a huge cultural hit. And actually this story was made into a TV series, into a movie, into a novel, like I said, and into several graphic novels. Now I'm going to be covering two of the graphic novels which are very different from one another. They're both done by different companies, released by different companies, different authors, different interpretations, and I'll get into how they're changed. But the story did so much for the otaku community, because originally otaku was a reviled world, especially when he had that murderer a couple years back who was killing people and they went to his apartment after he killed them, and they saw all the lowly con shit in his apartment and said, oh, anime's bad, it creates killers. And people became very worried about if you were becoming an otaku. Like, is your son becoming an otaku? He may be the next person to kill a bunch of people in Akihabara. This story and this tale ended up putting a more positive light on otakus and giving us more of a well-rounded view on how they are. Even though some of them are still hikikimori, some of them are still perverts, you still have that they're not all bad. And this story isn't just about, as they call them, Densha Otako and Hermes, the girl. It's about the community as well and how they grow too. Because this, this guy, his story ends up influencing so many people because the story and the bulletin board was just with a couple of people originally. And more and more people found out about this story and they kept reading on and they kept cheering on this guy, helping him out, saying, oh, did you hear about that guy? He was helping, helping this girl and her name's Aramis. Wait, 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 what? A, a dish? No, no, no. And, and more people join in and more and more. And it just becomes a huge group of people who are rooting for this guy, the underdog, to do good. So it's a very feel-good story, which is nice. But, so let's get on with the manga review, as I was saying. So we'll start off with the more pretty of the two. And I'm talking about the release by Del Rey, which is Train Man, a shoujo manga by Machiko Oka. Now, this one takes the general plot and it changes it. Now, there are a lot of little differences. For example, one of the big differences is that they actually give Densha a real name, which is Ikumi Saiki. And they give him more of a backstory, like how he lives with his parents, and how he has a job where there's one guy who works there who's like his best friend, who ends up taking all the work that Densha does and presents it as his own. So everyone in the office is like, hey, look at that guy. He's awesome. He's the man. And meanwhile, look at Densha. Densha, he doesn't do shit at work. He's a lazy bum who just leaves every day, and they just treat him like garbage. Besides the fact that they make him this person that you now know about, as opposed to the anonymous person that was in the original story, they also make him a novice at 2chan, so he doesn't know what's going on. It's a way for girls to understand what do all the little symbols mean, like what does ashtigadevev mean, which is if you take the, the middle row of the keyboard and you run your finger along it, that suggests that it means, you know, you're just frustrated. It's just gibberish, like, ah! So they explain that in all the little side panels, and it's just a little more non-anime or manga otaku friendly this and like i said he has the subplot with psyche kun who just does all the work but the other thing is that in the original book it's just literally the forum posts is post one post two up until the end 
And the posts are heavy part because they explain what everyone's reaction is to. Because everyone has interesting input to give to Densha when he writes his posts explaining what happened. And in this manga, the 2chan form element is downplayed severely. It's almost becoming a non-entity. That it's an afterthought. That it just doesn't kind of exist. Like most of it's just, let's focus on the story. Let's just remove the 4chan thing to make it just it's this guy who has on his own whims. He does what he needs to do. And this removes the growth of Densha's fellow two-channers and his growth as well. It removes these conversations which help him to make what he does. So besides those basic changes, let's get into Hermes herself. Now, they give her a more heavy backstory, including a boyfriend and this whole doll collection obsession, making her a doll otaku. And they give it to this to make her more a match for Densha, or Ikumi. And this development can appeal to the female audience. It adds this tension of a love triangle between Densha and her boyfriend. I gotta say, it makes Densha's pursuit of Hermes a little sleazy. Like, he's the guy that sees the girl with the boyfriend, and he's like, Hey, baby, your boyfriend's a geek. Come, come with, come join me. I'll, I'm so much better than him. It just, it feels dirty. It just takes away that fairy tale element. It makes it feel really shitty. I mean, there is more of an inclusion of one of the major points in the original chat, which was they had a stalker who was following Hermes and he helps her out. That's an actual really big point in the book. And the other one, which I reviewed, doesn't have that. This one includes that, so it gives it a little bit of a better focus there. So maybe it gives him the heroic, like, he's willing to do that when the boyfriend isn't. But still, you have that breaking of the rules. But... Either way, personally, the story in this one was not as good as the other one. But now, as typical with any shoujo manga, the artwork is bright, flowery, and cute. The end result is a Densha Otoko, who even in his geek mode is still attractive. I mean, he has a she's all that transformation where all they do is they remove his glasses and he's still handsome and he's bishonen. There's, there's really no transformation, no difference, no strides. I mean, the the actual scene where he changes is literally just one panel. It's, okay, I'm just going to go out and do this. It doesn't show him actually struggling or trying to change his appearance or what he needs to do to be the better person. Just suddenly, yes, I'm going to meet her tomorrow and I'll be perfectly better. Poof, I am perfectly better. I am the man. I am he. I am just great at it. And, like I said, it's apparent who this is written for, but it still has a charm which gives it this... Um, I don't want to say soap opery, but that's the best I'm going to come up with. And it kind of fits the urban myth of the original story. Now, the epilogue and final confession, I got to say, are really rushed. And they just kind of just run right to it. The entire climax is just completely like an afterthought. It's just, okay, we're just going to, oh, we're running out of time, running out of time, running out of time, running out of time, and we'll just throw it all in there in a very small book. And this is a one-shot manga, by the way. So that kind of is a big hit. They tried fitting everything into one volume, and it suffers greatly from that point. However, I gotta say, it's still well-written, and it's a great story. And the best part of this manga is actually some of the extras they put in, including a Walter Finnegan essay about Densha Otoko and how it affects society. And it gives it a little bit of a better feel to it. And I gotta say, it's a really good story. I would recommend this to anybody who really enjoys the Densha Otoko arc, and it's just, it's nicely done. 
in a lot of the little things, even though it is very shoujo-y. It does have a lot of cute aspects into it, and also a lot of the ASCII art is still kept in there, but some more cute ASCII art. Even though, I gotta say, one of my favorite ASCIIs in this is you have the Master Sword in the Held. And I was like, yes, that's awesome! But the rest of it is just kind of really flowery, especially just some of the other stuff in it. There is translations like most Delray titles, or now Kadansha, so that's really good. You have the translation notes at the ending, but it's very dumbed down. It's really dumbed down. It just goes so far to make you like, okay, this is what it means. And it's educational, but I feel that for the manga audience, it is a letdown on their intelligence. It makes you feel like you're sub-intelligent. All right. So with that in mind, we've covered the the more happy and pretty version of this. So let's go to the longer version, which is Trainman Densha Otoko by... Hidenori Hara, and this is released by Viz. And it was released in three volumes. So there are three parts to it. You get a little bit more story to work with. And like I said, certain things that were in the shoujo version are omitted, but let's get into what the difference is. Now, the first real big difference is that Densha in this one is a lot more quiet and frustrated. He does stand up to the drunk, and he gets into actually a physical fight as opposed to him just shouting at the drunk and then someone coming to save the day. It's literally he... The drunk ends up swinging at him and it's a big fight. But he still stands up for himself. And he still seems more of a frustrated geek who's just so anxious and just angst-filled at being where he is that he's unable to move forward as a person. You see his transformation is still more gradual, which is a lot better than the other one. You see him attempt to clean up, but every so often, all right, he cleans up when he's with Hermes, but when he goes home, immediately, glasses are back on, his hair is all messed up, he's still wearing his anime stuff, and it shows that he's not completely fixed to being, I'm no longer an otaku, it's just, it shows that he's still striving to better himself to be with this girl, but just moving forward a little bit. But it shows that he is working to better himself, and it doesn't just disappear off panel like it was in the shoujo one. And he still looks geeky even when he's cleaned up, but I still think that it's a nice interpretation of showing how he is bettering himself. It's like, if you want to compare it to the movie and TV show, this is like the TV show where even when he's cleaned up, he still looks like a geek. In the movie, it's he's played by a supermodel, while he looks really geeky in his geeky attire, once he turns hip, he looks hip for the rest of the movie. And I like the movie better than the TV show, even though the TV show has one of the greatest characters ever. But I digress. So... Now, this one is actually a little more reliant on the posts to tell the story, which I thought was pretty interesting. And so as opposed to having thought bubbles and having all the other little things which the shoujo one had, this actually, when it's not going and showing the scenery, everything else is literally the posts verbatim. I mean, it says, 104, name anonymous 031604, 2231. So what, are, what kind of cups are these? And they have all these little statements and you see all the different people who are typing and reacting to things like when he found that it's an Hermes cup you see the one guy with his girlfriend just fall out of the chair the one guy at his job's like wait 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 what and you see all these posts like 122 name anonymous 03 16 04 22 my my it's Hermes she must be rich 
167. Name, anonymous, 03-1604-2244. Hmm, that's awesome, no doubt about it. She must be thanking you from the bottom of her heart. All the more reason you should call her. Uh, 117, name, anonymous, 03-1604-2235. Hermes rocks! And you get all these little posts here and there. And it emphasizes on the community helping him. And also you see more ASCII art. Like you see panels of him slumped over. And you see the ASCII art with the statement of, but I'm not worthy of her. And it shows the bowing uh, image. And it chooses to depict Densha's mood. And he doesn't have a name in this. It just literally says, it shows him when he's talking. You see, he's like, hi, um. And it shows brackets and says Densha. When she introduces her friend, it's brackets friend. It's Hermes. I think that's just, it does take away from it, but it, anyway, as he moves forward and evolves, you're cheering along with the other posters as he betters himself. And from the gu one guy who has the sock on his head to the arguing couple who they keep saying at one point, he's like, well, listen, you're at that honeymoon stage when you don't know if she likes you, but you, you're still there when you, when she, you grab her arm in her hand and she squeezes back, you get that feeling of just butterflies in her stomach. And then you see him look over at the girl who's next to him, asleep farting. And he's like, and then later on, she'll be so comfortable, she'll be farting around you. And, and you, each of these characters, you see them just develop with Densha. And as this thread grows, you have more input and more people who are visually getting on this quote-unquote train to see where it all ends, where Densha's story will end. And you see also, like I said earlier, that scene of loss of confidence, when he realizes that him and Hermes may not be as compatible as he originally thought, because the setting is that she leaves for vacation on Golden Week, and at this point, it's hinting that she really likes him, and he really likes her, and he's in love with her, and he's going to tell her when she gets back. And as she's sending him text messages, explaining that, yeah, this week I had to go for business in Italy, and I was talking with everybody, I speak English, and I was doing all this stuff. Meanwhile, when he was at home, all he was doing was he was cleaning his room, he went to a con to buy some stuff, and he gave away most of his possessions. And it's the feeling of that he is not worthy of her. And he is completely and utterly just devastated by this first she's this great person i mean he's just an otaku even if he just cleans himself up he's still not as good as he could be that he's still going to be himself at the core and she's this princess as the other posters read this they begin releasing and telling him all of these things about why you gave us the confidence to do what you need to do and so what so what if she is all these things if she's rich if she's popular if she does this the fact is that you are still the person that she wants to talk to, that she wants to be with. She cares about you. She wants to be with you. And if you ever have a problem, just remember this. She's alone when she's dealing with this. You have all of us. And it's that confidence which just gives him the strength to move on. And it gives us the confidence to realize, hey, maybe there's that girl that we see that, that likes us, but we feel like we're not worthy of her. But the fact is, you have to remember that, that the girl is still worth it. That guy who likes you, but he seems like he's so much cooler, so much better than you thing is that still, that person chose you, and you should realize and emphasize that point and do your best to be there. Whew, I'm getting deep, just a little bit. Uh, but anyway, speaking of Aramaeus, let's get on to her. Now, she's, like I said, left a little bit ambiguous as her identity, but I like the fact that they give her more of a vulnerability. Like, you see her responses when they're texting back and forth. You're reading the texts that they sent, and you see her when there's a point where she leaves it opened, for him to ask her out, and like a complete blithering idiot, he doesn't even notice it, 
and he later he's like, oh god, that was an opening. I could have asked her out. And you see her waiting at home, kind of like, oh god, guess that he doesn't like me. And then he capitalizes, and she's all smiling, and it's it just adds to the personality and the character which she is. Now I know that kind of makes no sense, but I like it. And also one of the better scenes that show her, but either way, anyway, it doesn't matter. But from the other versions, she seems more relatable and more just realized. And she just seems like a person just she's someone who met this person who just he seemed like he was gonna be a friend and later on he's just becoming someone she's falling in love with. And you see her gradually falling in love with him. And there's a scene when he says, I should walk you home and she's like, No, 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 I don't want to do it and then she grabs his arm, pulls him out of the train to say that she wants to go with him. The the panel itself is just a beautiful panel and shows how much just that point of when she fell in love with him, and he was in love with her. And that's the point when actually he should have said he loves her, but like an idiot he does, and it progresses on for two more books. But I digress severely. Either way, the romance just develops better, and the story in general is a little bit more put together. And I think that the fact that it's three volumes instead of one gives that leeway to build the story better. And speaking of which, the art has a more retro style to it, and that kind of fits the geekiness to it. Like, Hermes looks like a very anorexic Lisa Hayes from Robotech. And Densha, he just looks just kind of scummy at first. And then when he's cleaned up, he still looks kind of just panicky and strange. And the clothing he wears originally is just very, like, slumpy and frumpy. And later on, you see him comparing himself in his new clothes to the old clothes. And you see that comparison of just, he's like, oh, wait, that was me at one point, but I'm different now. But I'm still there. And you see that it changes over time, that like when his hair, he cuts his hair, so his hair is shorter, but still gets clumpy, and this clothes still looks good. And like I said, he constantly has freak-out scenes that are very similar to Keitaro from Love Hina, and they're still funny as hell when they're drawn. And it just gives an addition to that confusion which he feels at the time. Now, as I said, there's a lot of art to it, there's a lot of just the ASCII images, and the scenes itself just build together to be just a very nice blend of everything together the art was well done it just gives it this feeling of just i don't say just almost like a story panel for a movie even though a lot of stuff is very trippy and cybery like when all the texts around him saying ask her out to dinner ask her out to dinner ask her out to dinner as opposed to the first one which just has it on the computer screen saying ask her out to dinner gives it more of a frantic and manic nature as you can guess i like this one a lot better than the other one even though they're both excellent stories and so let's get to the point where I'm talking about, which is the review of these two books. Now, after comparing them and reading them, I have to give the Densha Otoko or Train Man, a shoujo manga, a borrow from a friend and don't return unless offered Pocky. It's really good. There are some shortcomings about it, but it's still a timeless story and worth reading and giving to almost anybody. I tried giving this to a female friend of mine, and she started reading, and she actually was interested in the story, even though she couldn't deal with the right to left. Like most people who don't read manga, think about us, that we're nuts that we read right to left. Now, the other one, Train Man, Densha Otoko, is not female-friendly at all. I mean, girls will like it, they'll like some of the story, but it's more guy-friendly. And I gotta say, I like it a little more. So for that reason, I'm gonna give this really, really, really fucking cool. If you don't buy this now, your brain will freeze your ass up and your soul before the great Zomo Gustav. Blah, ha, 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 hey, little palazzo. It is really that fucking good, and I recommend you highly, if you can get a hold of it, get it. I think some bookstores still will carry it, even though it might be out of print because it came out in 2006. 
But hey, if you can get a hold of it, I mean, I know you can get a hold of it on certain websites like Amazon, or, or you might be able to find a scan of the book. I recommend buying it because it's worth buying. It's worth owning. It's a great book. Either of them are great read. There is actually a third manga, though, and that third manga, the art style was very devoid of any personality. It looked very trippy. Like, all the scenes when they're in the computer or when they're typing, it's literally it shows them all in cat form. So instead of it showing actual posts, it shows just cats talking, and then it shows the real world and the guys typing. And I really felt that took away from the story. It made it almost like a dot hack esque story where it was like the avatars are the ones who are dealing with it. It's not the person who's dealing with it, and the other characters are not. Even though the scene when he says, the I'm not, you're not alone, the she's alone, you have all of us, that scene in that version shows hundreds of, of the avatars, which was pretty cool. I still like this one better, but I didn't review that one. I read parts of it. It's been years since I could find it, so let's get off that topic. Uh, so with that in mind, well, remember you can check out any of our early episodes at www.spyrocon.com. You can email us, spyrocon at gmail.com, or email me at zanspyrocon.com, because it's almost our time. It's 7 o'clock, and in three hours at 10.40, I turn into an old man officially. That's my, I was born at 10.40 p.m. on November 30th, 1981, so I'm an old fuck. Damn, I'm old. But anyway, it's neither here nor there. I guess is that part we've all been waiting for. Just, you think? Nah. One other thing I forgot. Remember, you can email us at sparkin.gmail.com. Email me at zansparkin.com or leave a voicemail at 206-350-8462. That, again, is 206-350-8462. Leave a voicemail, and I will play it on air. It's totally worth it, and it's kind of fun. I do it with Odie all the time whenever he leaves one of his voicemails. But I digress. So it's that part we're all waiting for. What am I talking about? I'm talking about that one. That only. The Wheel of Manga! Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga. Exceptional substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga, which I didn't explain before? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune, or prize wheel, with ten slots on it. What I've done is I've... Assign a manga to each of the slots. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to spin the Wheel of Manga. Whatever number it lands on, that's for reviewing in the next episode of the Sparkin Manga Review. And there are some very good titles on this one. And there's also one really shitty title. I mean, some people like the series, but I think it's completely retarded. But we'll see what happens. Hopefully I get that, and this is also the birthday one, so we'll see. Number 7. So, in the next episode of the Sparkin Manga Review, episode 141, I'm going to be reviewing... Pandora Hearts. Yes. Seems like an interesting manga. We'll see where it goes. Uh, so I guess that's it for this episode. Main thing is, guys, thank you for listening. I really enjoy you guys listening to this podcast. Send me feedback. I love feedback, especially on Twitter. Add me. Send me messages because I'm constantly asking questions on there. And I'm going to be at a con in February, hopefully. I applied to be a panelist for three panels. We'll see what happens. And I guess that's it. Um... Thanks for listening, guys. I really appreciate it. I do the best I can with this podcast, and I work so hard on it. I know that the release dates are kind of weird, and most likely I'm going to be releasing this in a month, even though tonight is my birthday. I should really do this. But I try the best I can. Just been really busy with stuff. Just, you know, I'm trying to get everything together. Um, if I do release this late, I apologize for the late release, but hey, that's when I release it, and that's how I roll. If you want me to better myself, send me feedback so I can actually keep going and just get a little more steam in me. Because whenever you guys send me email, that gives me enough gumption to go further. And especially since my co-hosts have been very wishy-washy, but 
that's neither here nor there. So that's it for this episode of the Spark and Manga Review. I am your host, Zan. Thanks for listening, and I will catch you next time. Later. You know